Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Going to break down. Sal Vetri here to break down this 10-game Friday, January 24th NBA slate. Now, bear with me. I am recording this late on Thursday night. I don't foresee there being any other major injury news coming out, but if there is, I'll be sure to add that into probably the beginning of this video before you even start seeing this part of it. Before I upload it tonight, I have a 5 a.m. flight, the first flight here out of North Carolina, to head to Texas tomorrow. So I'm going to get this up early. Don't worry, there'll be projections, updates throughout the day as well. Uh, with that said, I do want to say that this 10-game slate is is a lot of news already. I mean, I'm sitting here at 9 o'clock at night, and we have 20 pieces of news, and that's not even counting a lot of players that are probably going to play, listed right now, quote-unquote, expected to play. We can see that as probable, might lean towards questionable as the day goes on, and then your normal injury news that will usually filter out throughout the day. So before we get into it, I just want to say that I do have exclusive content if you are interested in those projections. Going to be updated throughout the day as well. Tomorrow's 10-game slate as I start to get in on my long travel day. I'm going to hope that there's Wi-Fi throughout the whole day on that plane. Should be able to update it all up until lock. No issues on the weekend as well. So everything should be good to go. You can check that out linked up down below on Patreon. I'll also link it up at some point up above in the video. And you see above, Fantasy Draft, my guys and girls over there at Fantasy Draft supporting me on this channel. And I want to support them. We all should support them when they're not charging us any rake, less than one percentage of a management fee, zero if you just play $100 a month. So check out Fantasy Draft. You're just not paying any rake over there. I cannot recommend it enough, especially if you're somebody who just wants to build a bankroll. Yes, $100,000. That sounds nice to try and win it overnight. I hate to break it to you, you're probably not going to win it, and and, and don't take that as offense, it's just 0.00001% you're going to win it if you're playing one lineup, but if you do win it, come back and be sure to show it in my face, I completely, completely hope everybody watching this does have a day when they can knock down one of those huge contests, if not though, check out Fantasy Draft, you're going to get a lot more return on investment ROI per contest that you play. With that said, hit the subscribe button. I appreciate it. Huge Friday slate. Let's get into it right now with the injury news for this slate. I'm just going to factor this injury news right now quickly uh, by team so we can hit every single thing on a team by team basis. And we're going to start that off right at the top with Atlanta, where Trey Young missed the last game with his thigh injury. Kind of a late scratch throughout the day, a couple hours before lock. He is questionable, once again, with his thigh injury. If he's out, you're going to see just a lot more production and upside in the offense going through with John Collins. You'll see Jeff Teague, who kind of busted in the last game, now priced up to 4800 being uh, impacted there, especially since Bemery is going to be out once again. Your Cam Reddishes of the world will also see a nice bump up as well. In Boston, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to be questionable in this game. This is really important. You have Jason Tatum with a groin injury, Jalen Brown with an ankle. Uh, Tatum's been playing through some injuries, but you've seen him miss in the past couple of weeks. You've seen Brown just miss in the last game. So if either of these players misses, it's big for Kemba, for Marcus Smart, for Gordon Hayward. If they both miss, it's huge for those players. So keep an eye on that news. And you also have Ennis Cantor out against Orlando with a hip injury. I imagine now you see Daniel Tice project out for 26 to 28 plus minutes. You might finally see Vince Poirier. I'm probably pronouncing that completely wrong, but finally get into the rotation. The young guy that they drafted injured earlier in the season, uh, Grant Williams, will be a little bit involved as well. But Daniel Tice, the main benefactor, and see what happens with Tatum and Brown as the day goes on. Michael Porter Jr., we're getting over to Denver now, is going to be questionable with a back injury. He did miss in the last game, as well as Gary Harris, uh, going to be questionable with an adductor. You still have no Jamal Murray. You still have no Mason Plummer. You still have no Paul Millsap. So a lot of the rotation minutes were just all over the place in that last game. You saw more for Hernan Gomez. You saw the big game out of Jokic. You saw a nice, stable 32-plus minutes out of Jeremy Grant. Grant once again. 
38 minutes out of Will Barton. You're going to see these big minutes for the starters, um, at, and it's going to continue 30 minutes out of Monty Morris because of all these bodies. Keep an eye on what happens with Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr. If they get back in the rotation, starts to balance out some of those minutes that you're getting out of the quote-unquote values. That prices are slowly starting to come up, especially those that named Jeremy Grant in, in Monty Morris. For Detroit, Bruce Brown Jr. and Tim Frazier, both questionable with illness. Both are expected to play in this one. I'm not really sure if Tim Frazier plays all that much, especially with Reggie Jackson back, um, but it's at least worth mentioning. In Indiana, uh, Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon's out with a concussion, so hopefully he's getting good, getting his head healed, but you're going to see TJ McConnell, you're going to see Aaron Holiday, and Justin Holiday benefit the most here, maybe a little bit of Jeremy Lamb as well. Pretty big injury news against a good matchup against Golden State. For the Clippers, still no Paul George. He's out with a hamstring. Huge, huge bump up for Kawhi Leonard. Pat Beverly missed the last game, going to be questionable on this one with a groin. Miami, Jimmy Butler is questionable. Goran Dragic is questionable. Kendrick Nunn is questionable. Look, those are all their guards slash small forwards. That's a lot of bodies that are going to potentially be out. If one of those names happens to be out between Butler, between Dragic, between Nunn, it helps Tyler Hero right away. If it happens to be Butler, it's going to help Derek Jones Jr. a lot. Duncan Robinson will see a bump. If two or three or all of them, three, all of them are out, it's going to be huge for everybody else in this team. You have to keep a close eye on what happens in Miami as well as Boston so far. Butler's news will significantly impact Dragic and none if one of them or both of them are in. Hero and then really everybody else is a trickle-down effect from there. That's a lot of minutes to go around. Uh, Dragic's playing 26 to 28 a night. None playing around 30. Butler playing huge minutes in the 34-35. If somebody's out, it's going to be impactful on this slate. New Orleans, just Kendrick Williams has been out for a while now with his back injury. Uh, with Zion back, he's probably not much in the rotation either. Um, for Phoenix, you're going to have Cameron Johnson already ruled out with a quad. Aaron Baines doubtful with a hip. So you'll continue to get these nice minutes out of DeAndre Ayton. You'll continue to get big minutes out of McCall Bridges as he splits time behind Kelly Oubre at the three, but also gets about half the time at the four with um, right now Dario Sarch. Sacramento Marvin Bagley missed the last game. He is doubtful with a foot injury. You'll probably see Dwayne Denman play and start again. Had a nice game out the last time. He's priced up a little bit, but still a fine spot. Harry Giles should see back up five minutes there, as well as uh, Bielitsa playing good minutes, 32 to 34 to 35 at the four now, since he's not having to split that time much with anybody. And then finally, Toronto Patrick McCaw is out with a broken nose that he just sustained. As I update my phone right now, just to make sure no news came out in those last five minutes of me talking here. No news has come out as we creep past the 9 p.m. hour. Once again, if anything does come out, I will be sure to update it at the the front of this video before we start to get into it. So you already should know at this point. Um, So with that being said, let's get over into the early interest. A lot of these Vegas odds, they're just not out the night before right now. It's a 10-game slate. So even if I was to do this at my normal time around 6 o'clock in the morning, you're probably still going to see a situation where half the games just aren't out yet. So with that said, I'm going to be going off of no Vegas odds or pace right now. All that will be updated. You can find it over on Patreon later in the day. If you usually come to these videos, screenshot that target offense sheet that you can see right here. It's not filled out at all. It's not even updated to have the proper amount of teams because there's just no Vegas odds out yet. That will be over on Patreon where I'm going to link it up right now. My projections, that target offense sheet, injury updates, as well as uh, player pools updated throughout the day with those projections. It'll pop up above. You can check that out, update that every single day. I've not missed a day yet in terms of having those projections out. Do not plan on missing it anytime soon. With that said, you can check it out. Support me there. Um, starting here, uh, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron, uh, and James Harden are my two pay-up options that I like. Russell Westbrook's been playing much better than Harden, but Harden's just not shooting well. You saw him go 1 of 17 the other night. It's just a situation where he's still getting the shots. Everything's going his way. If you almost put up 50 fantasy points shooting 1 of 17 from 3, obviously things are going to start breaking your way. It reminds me of like the first week of the year where Harden was just missing his threes and Westbrook was playing really well. I think either of them are fine. I prefer Harden here with the price coming down. I actually prefer between Harden and Westbrook. I actually prefer paying up for Kawhi with no Paul George still. I mean, the guy's just controlling the pick and roll offense. His assist percentage creeps near 50%. LeBron James territory, career record for him, um, or 
personal best so far this year for LeBron. You also get Kawhi in a situation where he's averaging like 1.6 fantasy points per minute. He starts to become very close for $1,000 less to James Harden when you factor in Kawhi's minutes have been big as of late. Now, the matchup is a little bit difficult. All those guys, though, especially Butler being questionable, Drogic, it's going to help a little bit. But Kawhi, in his most part, the matchups usually become neutral for a guy like him. Um, I, I take the 10,300 tag here. Dropping down then, I just skipped the whole rest of the 10K range and 9K range. Nothing really stands out all that much. You have some priced up guards in Levine who I don't want to pay top dollar for at this point. I do like Sabonis at 8,600, but not enough to think he's a great value with his price back up. I don't need, I don't think by any means it means he can't outproduce that, go for 45, 50 points. But I think now you're paying for his better outcomes as opposed to when he was in the $7,000 range, you're paying pretty easily to get to his ceiling. At, at 8,400, Vooch is just somebody who for two years straight now has been just so disrespected by DraftKings. They continue to price this guy at a spot where he basically hits his median and outproduces it by a few fantasy points every single night, and he continues to get priced at 82, 83, 8,400. Matchup against Boston, and his Cantor being out might make the matchup actually a little bit more difficult. Cantor not anywhere near a defensive center, but Tice isn't that great. It's not like you have Aaron Baines out there still for Boston, so I do like Vooch here. Jimmy Butler is questionable, so keep an eye on his status. I think he's fine at 8,400. If Butler is out, I like Bam a lot more at 80. 200. Either way, though, I like Bam. The matchup for Bam against Harrell, against Zubak, it's going to be very good regardless. It's a good matchup for centers, especially versatile centers like Bam, when they take on these Clippers. Julius Randle at 8,000. Against Toronto, especially with Toronto healthier now with Gasol back, we saw Siakam finally play more than 30 minutes. He played 34, he logged in that last game. A lot of guys getting off the minutes limit for Toronto. It's not as appealing for Randall, but you're still getting the big minutes. If this game somehow stays competitive, you're going to get 34, 35 minutes. If it doesn't, you're going to get 30 and probably a pretty weak performance at $8,000. So I do prefer Bam. I prefer Butler. I prefer Vooch. And I even prefer the guys below Randall, but I do think he's in play. Tamar DeRozan at 7,900. Price comes down. Over the last five weeks, last month if you want to look at it that way he's over a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer he's just been so good and now he gets a great pace up spot a good defensive matchup against phoenix here for a guy who's shooting guard small forward eligible you can give me the rosen he came off of his first stinker in about a week and a half hopefully that gets his ownership down it's already gotten his price down back to the 7k range we haven't seen it there in about a week and a half or two weeks so i do like him he continues to play these huge minutes and the point per minute production has come up Clint Capella in a good matchup against Minnesota. With Towns back and playing his close to normal minutes right now, um, 32, you can probably say maybe 34. That's actually better for Capella than if Gorgie Dong was out there. Um, so I, Gorgie Dang. Uh, so I do like uh, Clint Capella here. I would prefer DeRozan. I would actually prefer LaMarcus Aldridge, who just came off of a top five performance on the slate two days ago. Um, $7,500 against Phoenix. It's just too good of a spot. Aiton's not going to be able to guard uh, Aldridge, and neither is Dario Sarch. Drew Holiday price point comes down now after spiking to the 8K range after his really good return uh, game where he went for over 50 fantasy points at 7,400 now against Denver. Yeah, it's not a great spot, but there's no Jamal Murray. There's no Plumlee or Millsap. There might be no Gary Harris, which would be huge. And keep a close eye on the Gary Harris news because Gary Harris is probably who's going to be directly on Drew Holiday a lot. Gary Harris is out. You probably get Torrey Craig there for a good part of it, which is still a tough defensive battle, but uh, easier, I would say, for Drew Holiday. 7,400, it's built in. I do prefer his teammate, though, Alonzo Ball at 7,100. You saw everybody's ownership at 6,800 come off of Lonzo in that last game since Drew Holiday came back, and he puts up nearly a 50-point performance. If he's going to be playing and going to be playing 32 to 34 minutes with the triple-double upside, with the elite rebounding rate for a guard above 10%, with the elite assist percentage around 25-plus percent, and then the amount of shots he takes, it's hard to ignore Lonzo in really any matchup, especially when Denver is banged up, playing a lot worse defense even when they're healthier, and his price point is still low for the minutes he's getting. 
Kyle Lowry's been outshadowed the last week or so. Some of it's blowouts, some of it's foul trouble. The last game was just Fred Van Vliet playing 42 minutes and going off. Fred Van Vliet is a problem for Kyle Lowry's upside if you have him in a season long. But if you're talking daily fantasy, matchup against the Knicks, I think it's a fine spot. Still banged up with RJ Barrett. Still Dennis Smith Jr. for his six to eight to 10 minutes a game in rotation. He's banged up. So uh, you're getting a lot of Fred Van Vliet and a lot of shot attempts from him scoring 20 plus in three straight games. It has been impacting Kyle Lowry, but I think it's fine. John Morant sees a price decrease of like 10 or $1,000 to 1200 uh, way too cheap for, yes, Detroit gets back Reggie Jackson. That's good, but they're still a bad defensive team. Jackson, I would not imagine, plays unless they t- tell us his minutes limit is up. I don't think he plays more than 20 to 24 minutes at most in this one. Uh, Moran at $7,000 is one of the better values, I would say, right now in this range. Jeremy Grant, 6000 There's really no value left on the bone here, but with Plumley and Millsap both out, you're going to get a minimum of 32 minutes for Grant, upside of like 35, 36, and a favorable matchup against New Orleans. Now, with New Orleans healthy and Zion back, we really don't know what this defense is going to look like, so it might not be favorable when we look back on this a month from now. 6K for Grant is very much like a cash-type play. I think as the day goes on, we'll find a lot more value here, but as I record this the night before, it looks okay. Derek Favors came back and played in a limited fashion. Again, Denver Jokic is going to be in there, but it's not a crazy spot in terms of a tough defensive battle because Jeremy Grant's going to be playing 34 minutes alongside of him. And then after that, you don't really have much. Hernan Gomez, whoever it might be, packing up at the four. Favors at 5,900. Look, I don't think they're going to run him out there for 32 minutes ever again this year. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm completely wrong uh, just because of the injuries that this guy has had. But I'm not shocked to see 26 minutes, 28 minutes maybe. And at 5,900, I mean, a guy who's over a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer in his career. Yeah, I like that a lot. Alfred Payton and Shabazz Napier, these guys back-to-back. Um, you're going to have an easier matchup for Napier here, but still somewhat difficult against Russ and Harden. I like both of these guys. They've both been performing pretty well over the last week, week and a half, especially Payton for three straight games over 30 fantasy points. Um, I don't think either of them are priorities. I would prefer Napier here uh, just because of the price point being a little bit cheaper, the matchup, the pace-up spot for him. Matchup against Toronto for Payton's much more difficult, and he struggles in these types of matchups. I think they're both in play for sure. Uh, right now for a 10-game slate, I'd probably have a player pull around 55, 60 players. I'm giving you right here around like 22 23 options so these guys are not priorities by any means um daniel tice of 5300 he's already priced up this is the issue like priced up against orlando and vooch not great now you might play 26 28 minutes uh with no canter out there so that's good like in 28 minutes tice can without a doubt go for 32 to 34 fantasy points he'll probably project out closer to like 28 29 30 for me and most people so at that point it's not the greatest of values but it's surely a 5x 5.1x type of play miles turner price point coming down as he continues to play better over the last few games 4900 against golden state i think it's hard to ignore the issue is he's only center eligible which makes it more difficult to want to prioritize a guy like that who's upside when sabonis is on the court with him is only like around 32 to 35 fantasy points tj mccullen aaron Hahn. TJ McConnell and Aaron Holiday. McConnell's been working ahead of Holiday. McConnell's been playing a lot more than him. Uh, in the last game, you saw McConnell drop a 40-point day. Brogdon, concussion, got hurt. He's going to miss. I think that McConnell for $400 more than Holiday is the play. Just keep an eye on the starters. If Holiday was to start, then I would choose Holiday there. But they're both definitely in play. You can also go to the brother of Aaron Justin Holiday, who should see a spike maybe instead of playing 25 minutes a night. Maybe he gets to 27, 28, which makes him a little bit more appealing at 4000 but nothing crazy. Dwayne Demon priced up to 4600 now big price up here. You have no Marvin Bagley. Well, he's doubtful as of right now, so I'm not expecting him to play. Nice rebounding spot, especially with Wendell Carter Jr. out um, for Chicago for still uh, for Dwayne Dedman here at 4,600. I would expect somewhere in the mid-20s in minutes. Um, at that point, he probably projects out for somewhere in the mid-20s in fantasy points, and he's only 4,600. So right there is 22 players of interest right now for me. I'm going to have 2.5x to three times the amount of interest in players by tomorrow once my projections are up in the morning. You can check those out once again, linked up above on 
Patreon. If you click the little I, pops it out. You can click the Patreon logo. It'll take you there. Or you can just head, it, head down below to check it out. Appreciate you tuning in for me uh, with me on this one. Just going to do one final check right now as it is 8.08 p.m. I do not see, or 9.08 p.m. I do not see any uh, any other injury news that is updating for tomorrow as of right now. So I do appreciate everybody tuning into this video. Be sure to hit over to subscribe button. Be sure to hit over to a like button. Let me know down below in the comments who are you, you are most excited to play today. Who are you eager? Who's the first guy into your lineups today? I'm very interested on this 10-game slate where right now, I mean, maybe we'll get some more injury news. We should on a 10-game slate right now. It seems like a pretty appropriately priced slate, in my opinion. Um, keep an eye on the Boston news. Keep an eye on the Miami news. All that's going to be very impactful. I guess I would be remiss to not mention Zion after his crazy performance in 18 minutes. Um, he's 6,400 now. I still don't think they play him more than 20, 22 minutes at most. He averaged 1.93 fantasy points per minute in that last game. I have him as a great fantasy point per minute producer, like one of the top five percentages in the league, top 10 as a rookie. If you put him at like 1.2, 1.25, even if I was to give him 24 minutes, he wouldn't grade out as a good play at that price point. Now, can he just go out once again and, and go ham in his 20 minutes like he did and just go all out? Yeah, but I'm not going to project for that to happen as if it's just something that happens on average when we just saw like a historic night the other night. So I will mention that to end it off here. So thank you once again for tuning in. You all rock. I really do appreciate you. You make doing this as my job so much fun. So have a great start to your week. Best of luck tonight if we do not talk again in the Discord or over on Patreon. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.